Hi everyone, Chloe Riley here, executive editor of Supermarket News, and welcome to SN Off the Shelf. Uh, and welcome to a special tech edition of our podcast, uh, SN TechWire. Uh, on today's TechWire podcast, we're looking at retention and uh, you know the struggles grocers have faced really since the pandemic uh, in terms of retaining quality associates. Uh, so I'm joined today by Seamus Hines, uh, the CEO of Upshop, which is a tech firm focused on optimizing store operations. Seamus, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Chloe. Great. And Seamus, where, where are you joining us from today? I am in lovely Grand Haven, Michigan. It's the, uh, the Coast Guard capital of the United States. Oh, wow. Okay. Did not know. Did not know. <laughs> All right. So we're both coming to you from the Midwest uh, as I'm uh, just outside Chicago. So... Midwest show today. Um, all right. Well, so Seamus, let's let's dive right in. Um, you know, I know a recent report, you know, that we looked at indicated that, you know, some 80% of retailers, um, you know, are saying that their ability to attract and retain workers, um, you know, has just really been challenged, um, even especially over just the past year. Uh, I know in our own recent Fresh Trends survey that we did, uh, you know, grocers also gave us the feedback that, you know, labor is just it really continues to be a challenge. Um, so, you know, Seamus, when it comes to employee retention, uh, you know, I think it makes sense to just start out with, you know, where are we at now and, and sort of how did we get here? Yeah, the, the, uh, the outlook is not good, um, I would say. And um, uh, I'm not an economist, but after kind of doing a, a little, little desktop research myself, um, there's some pretty glaring statistics out there. Um, just, you know, looking at things like the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, I mean, we've got 10 million uh, jobs as of April that were open and, um, and only 6 million unemployed. So um, there's, there's a big gap there. And if you take into consideration, too, that the labor participation rate has gone down since the pandemic, uh, we've lost another 2 million people there. I mean, it's there's a there's just a general shortage across the board, and I think, as you mentioned, the retailers are taking it um, just as hard as anybody, and, and sometimes harder. So um, I think that you know, um, you know, as a a leader, as a as a as a chief um, uh, executive in the grocery space or a manager, um, you know, this is impacting you in a big way. Not just the least of which is like you're not able to service the customer like you were before. Um, but, you know, you're, you're also um, facing what, what looks like a, a pretty big retirement wave that's coming as well. And, and that's going to take away a ton of this institutional knowledge that exists in these stores. So this is going to be impactful. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hearing, right. It's the, it, you know, your customer service is on the line here. And also we have been struggling, but we might be about to be struggling even more, uh, you know, with, with retirement coming up with baby boomers retiring, you know, even more on mass. Um, yeah, absolutely. Really, really big stuff there. Really big stuff. You know, this is a big problem. Um, I know you, you, you've spoken about how, in your opinion, we really, what we need to see is a shift in this industry, you know, from a focus on process improvement to people empowerment. Talk, talk to me about that shift. Yeah. So, um, you know, given these kind of post COVID trends, um, I think, you know, retail just plain and simple just doesn't have enough people. Right. And um, they're going to have to ask people to do more. Um, and so this is, um, 
you know, is a, is a big challenge because, you know, if you don't have enough people to just, you know, execute the normal day, um, you know, that's, that's a big problem. Number two, the, the business itself is getting more complex with things like omni-channel and the things that people are asked to be able to do in the store are just more complex. That adds to this challenge. Um, and if you're asking them to do more, they need to learn more. They need to learn the, like the, the basics of the, of one area, but they also now need to learn the basis of another area. So, um, this sort of, this sort of continues to push more down to the employee and, um, and we're talking about this institutional knowledge going away. Um, you know, they're doing it without the background and they don't have maybe those mentors that they did before. Um, and so, uh, <clears throat> to get through the day in retail, um, there's a lot more pressure on you as a store associate than there's ever, ever been. And, and so you, you've got to figure out ways to empower people. And that's with, that's with tools. That's with training. Right. Right. So I'm hearing like grocery associates are being asked to do more than ever before. Don't necessarily have the support to do it. Maybe don't even have, like we're saying that, you know, the mentor, the institutional knowledge, um, there's just a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure right now, more than perhaps there's ever historically been. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Let, let's, let's dive more into this idea of, you know, kind of institutional knowledge being lost. Um, I know that's something I've observed in hospitality, um, especially having previously worked in that industry. But what, what, if you're diving deeper, what does that look like in grocery right now? Yeah, it, it looks, it looks very similar. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got, um, you know, a number of, of people that, again, are, 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 are getting ready for retirement that have been in the industry for 20 years plus that, you know, understood the store, understood the dynamics, understood of the, of the local community. Um, and, and just sort of through many, many years of being in that job, um, you know, have that sort of knowledge built in and, um, and I think in, in general, too, we kind of talked about this just a moment ago, like people underestimate the complexity of the retail day and, and how complex that, well, the, the, this is just a, what may, may sound like a basic workflow really is. Um, for example, just like writing an order, you know, it sounds simple enough, like I'm, I need to, to order some more um, items to put on the shelf, but, you know, there's, there's quite a bit that goes into it when you think about it and, and it's, you know, how long does this item last? What, you know, how long is this going to last me? What are my order schedules? Uh, how much inventory do I have on hand today? How much uh, am I going to need over this time period? Is there, is there a holiday? Is there a seasonal event that I need to prepare for? And uh, you take that out now across thousands of products across the entire store. And it, it begins to give you a little bit of a picture of how complex this really is in day in, day out, the work that they need to do. And so you lose the knowledge and you're, you're losing a lot through that institutional um, background that, that a lot of people uh, that have had in the industry. Right, right. Absolutely. It's we ha have lost and are losing, um, you know, like, like you said, the people who kind of were the keepers of this super institutional knowledge, uh, you know, groceries, not go in and, you know, put in your day and leave. I mean, it's a, it's a super dynamic industry and your days are really dynamic um, and you have to be kind of really on your toes, um, which I think is something, you know, totally that you're highlighting. Uh, I want to get into this too. Like what, when we talk about that reducing mental math, the kitchen math, can you talk to me more about what that is? Uh, I think it's more about training. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. So in a, in a similar way to like the example we went through in the order, um, you know, picture yourself in, um, you know, in the, in the deli and you're, um, you're going to produce a number of different items that have a recipe. And so um, let's, let's say you're making just sandwiches to put out for grab and go um, or a wrap or something like that. Um, <clears throat> each one of these items has multiple uh, you know, sell, sellable items has multiple sort of ingredients that go into making it. And so as you're producing these items, you want to do them at scale. You kind of want to batch out the work. You want to get, you know, the items in front of you. You want to produce maybe, you know, a bunch of these at once to be efficient. So you don't have to like change gloves. You can be focused. You can get, get the work done. And, uh, but that, that's going to require that, you know, um, you know, all the different ingredients at scale. For those items and it's not just one recipe that you're you're generally preparing right you've got a lot of them throughout the deli so um you know doing the math of the ingredients that you're going to need to be having a hand for you know as well like you know something similar like the bakery like how much flour and sugar butter am i going to have to have on hand to make cookies um it's it gets really complicated really fast and then you add on to it things like prepping you know you have to you have to like um thaw um, slack an item, you know, you've got, um, time that goes into that. So there's, you, you just keep layering on these complexities and that's the everyday reality of retail. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is like, uh, human beings are not necessarily, they're the ones doing this work, but they need help. <laughs> they need yeah. like a computer brain, uh, who can do all this math for them, you know, as they're making like a thousand sandwiches for a day. Right. And that's the expectation that we all have. I mean, that's, I mean, just living in modern technology era. I mean, we've got apps for pretty much everything. Why wouldn't we have an app for that? You know, to make that easy. I mean, it's, it's, it's just too much to do mentally. Yep. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I think just in that sense of, you know, just hearing you describe that uh, gives me burnout and uh, I'm not the one making that thousand or 5,000 sandwiches or planning for those sandwiches. So um, yeah, I can see how uh, it's a lot and it could get overwhelming really quick. So absolutely. And I feel like maybe this is a good segue into, uh, you know, talking about training. Um, I feel like, you know, it's kind of a duh, like a given that training is important is really critical. And we all say that, but you know, how much we put the money, uh, you know, where the mouth is. Um, and especially now, you know, why is consistent training being really consistent in that area more important than ever? Yeah. I, um, I, I'd like to say that probably the, the biggest thing is, is the, the, we need efficient training and, um, and it's, it goes to our, I think our, in our topic here, and we've been, we've been discussing that the higher turnover rates that we're seeing in, in stores as well is like, it's not just that you can't get the labor that you want. It's also that you can't keep it. And, um, and, and maybe that can't keep it is even more important when you consider everything. Um, but yeah, training is, is super important in that. Um, it's, um, I'll say, um, you know, from a, from a high level perspective, you know, as an executive in this space, you would think, you know, we're, we're leaving this post COVID world. And where it was, um, you know, really a wonderful growth period for everybody. And now that we've kind of gone post COVID, we're back to that long-term reality of the EBITDA focus that everybody needs to have and getting the earnings in the place they need to be. And um, higher turnover equals higher training costs equals lower EBITDA. 
And so the better and more efficient you can make it um, is, is, is really important, um, you know, from just managing your business. But it's also just, you know, because you're, it's something you're going to deal with. You know, the Gen Z population that is coming into the workforce now, um, they, they like to try different jobs. They don't have the same um, outlook that generations past had on keeping and staying with a job for the long term. They want to try out a few different things, see if it works for them. And so you're just going to have some of this baked into your business that you're going to be able to need to be able to get people up and running fast with training in order to get any value from that relationship that you have with them. Um, and so, and there's, and there's more, I'd say, you know, the last kind of point, I could go on on this for a while, but um, I think that, you know, em employees, uh, nobody, nobody wants to play a losing game for long. Right. And if you're, if you're getting hit with all these different complexities, like kitchen math, or you're getting hit with, um, you know, like how to manage pick pass the store, like new challenges that haven't existed in the past, you're just getting waiting into, um, people want to feel like they're tooled up, that they can, they have what they need to support them in, in sort of winning the day and being a good employee and not feeling like they're drowning. And so I think that, um, you know, training, through technology um, and through other means has just become extremely important to do and do well. Good, yeah, that's so real. Um, and I feel like too, uh, you know, there's it's this idea of training, um, you know, training is the message of, here's why we care about you. We, we wanna give you attention. We want you to stay with us. We see you, you know, being a team member with us for a while. Um, what, what about this idea of, you know, uh, like how, how do you make the training, you know, engaging for the worker? I mean, uh, this idea of like the training needs to be really familiar, you know, just like watching something on YouTube. Uh, talk to me more about that. Yeah, I, I think that um, it, it needs to be a, a couple couple things. It needs to be a built into the everyday. And you need to really understand like how that day works in, in grocery now, given some of these changes we've talked about. But um, you know, knowing where specifically, as we're losing some of the institutional knowledge, where that that knowledge comes into play, and that like training on demand is um, you know something that um, I think is incredibly important that you know, really could be done through technology, like the technology that, that Upshop offers through an app that, you know, as you're walking through your day, you've got mobility with that you can, you know, as you're you know, getting into a, a, a recipe that you're building for the first time, or you're doing an order and you're under, you want to understand why um, the demand is what it is, um, you know, if it's, if, if it's on promotion, if there's seasonality or whatever, um, to make sure that you've got uh, you know, comfort with what's happening. I think that's, that's, that's a big component of it. Um, but, but there's also just embedding that um, into sort of the everyday workflows you mentioned and into the technology so that like, you know, if you, if you have a moment to learn more, uh, you could take that rare opportunity because people are on the move and they've got so many different places to cover that, um, you know, we're, um, we've got to be there with them from a training standpoint. Yeah, I, um, I, I really want to go back to that phrase you said, training on demand, um, because I think that's so smart, and I love the way that you put that. Um, you know, in my mind, it's like here, we've, here you and I have just been talking about, you know, one of the pain points here that we're talking about is 
uh, losing this institutional knowledge, right? That we've lost these people, we're losing these people who are the keepers of, um, of the knowledge. And instead this idea of starting to lean into technology, which then, you know, you have more of a control over as, you know, as a retailer, um, you know, and you can package it the way you want and you can make it the length you want and the length that you think is gonna be most effective. Um, so yeah, I just, I really think that's a smart concept. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, like you mentioned it, we're in this, this YouTube era where, I mean, we can learn complex things in like less than a minute now and, you know, or through TikTok or so, through other social media platforms, you're finding out, you know, life hacks that are incredibly fascinating and very helpful within it, within instance. And so the, um, yeah, the, the newer generations just expect this, they expect it to be that easy. Yeah. Oh, and I think um, the newer generation perhaps expects uh, maybe even an old, the older generations expect a level of gamification. Um, so can we talk about how gamification factors into this? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, beyond the idea that people need to be tooled up, I think people feel also like they, they need to be engaged. They need to be supported. They need to be understood. They need to be rewarded. And um, then that that's, that's a, that's a big part of what I think gamification can do well in the store is, you know, taking the critical KPIs, the things that really need to get done in the day and helping draw attention to them and rewarding people for meeting that and beating that um, sort of standard. So I think that's, that's like a short term, like here and now sort of use for gamification. I think, you know, as you, as you kind of just keep, uh, there, there, there are many different possibilities as you go forward, but um, you know, one of my other favorite concepts from gamification would be this, this idea of like reinforcement learning, where you've um, you've gone through the day, you you are empowered to make certain decisions, you've made those decisions, but now let's look back and say like, or you know, maybe it's even instantaneous as you're kind of going through making these decisions and getting feedback um, that you know tells you, hey. You, you know, you did a good job. We, you had the ability to sort of figure out what you wanted to make for the deli for the day. And you, you did better than, you know, what we would have expected. Like you, you made some really good decisions on not producing this item. It, it didn't completely sell out. You have a little bit of waste left over, which at the end of the day is going to be unavoidable. But um, you really managed that process well. Keep it up. Um, and so I think that sort of reinforcement learning will will help people do things and empower people in the store to be more effective, be more efficient and just cover more ground. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like this real time feedback, uh, that feels so critical. Um, you know, I, that I know that that's just, just in, you know, hiring and retention generally, um, this idea that maybe you're getting passed by as the employee, uh, you know, no one's paying attention to you, no one's giving you feedback. Um, and so to get that real time feedback, um, just seems, you know, so critical, um, and that that would be, uh, you know, such an advantage. Um, can you give me, uh, Seamus, give me a couple, give me a couple examples of where specifically kind of, you know, wh where would gamification work kind of within grocery and retail? So I think it could work in, in a lot of different places. Um, the, we, we use elements of it today for picking as an example. So when you, um, are picking an order for delivery or pickup, you, um, you know, you have units picked per hour as a measurement is a, is a pretty typical standard. And so we know how efficient you are with getting through the stores. And so we've 
done contests on this. We've had, we've shared that data and, um, and it, it, at the end of the day, um, it becomes a lot of fun. So like they'll have contests, um, for example, to a, a client of ours, um, Lowe's, they'll run some annual contests for who can pick the, the fastest, the most efficient. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great event and it's, you know, they get a lot of fanfare employees love it. And they're, um, you know, they're, they're getting better results. They're getting better picks out of it. Um, and so, um, that's, that's a really good example. I'd say, um, the other is just, you know, another example is working in the, in, in the fresh departments and, um, and, and there you can say, um, you know, you've got um, a, a more of a look back um, and more of that kind of reinforcement learning around waste. But, you know, we're looking at what the forecast was going to say. We're giving some people, um, it, you know, an ability to override the forecast because ultimately, you know, there's things that occur at the, the store level that, you know, the, the, not every, every um, you know, demand signal is going to be taken into consideration when we're doing this. Like there might have been a, an unplanned soccer event or a concert or something nearby, an event that, um, you know, they needed to scale quickly for. And, um, and they, they made a good decision around that. And they've, um, they should be sort of, you know, given that feedback and reward and said, like, you know what, you've done a great job. You've, um, you've ultimately, uh, um, you know, made a good decision here and, and deserve to be rewarded for that. So um, those are a couple of a uh, couple of examples that, that we work with. Nice, nice. Yeah, I feel like the gamification um, part two is just it feels so much about like meeting people where they're at, meeting employees where they're at. Like, I mean, I've got my smartwatch on, you know, we all we all have these smartwatches, these smart devices. Um, you know, we're all kind of used to or many of us are getting used to, you know, I don't know, just that, that, that concept and that, uh, that idea of yeah. sort of like tracking to see where you're at being rewarded. Um, and I think, yeah, the emphasis on fun too is, you know, it also makes so much sense. I think that's the right way. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, there's a, there's a fine line and there's a balance. You don't want to be big brother. You don't want to make this like overbearing. You don't want to burn people out. And, you know, that's a really important thing, but um, it's, it is really, it's incredibly effective to have that nudge, that little gentle nudge, like your Apple watch gives you when it beeps or it kind of clicks twice or whatever it is telling you to stand up. If you haven't stood up for an hour or it gives you kind of a progress report on your, how many steps you've had for the day. If you care about how much, you know, um, exercise you're getting as an example. And, um, I think those things are, um, are really powerful Those little gentle nudges as well are, are things that we'd like to employ. Yep. I, I always get those gentle, I'm constantly getting a gentle nudge to stand up and I would say I do it about maybe 50 to 60% of the time. I need to work <laughs> on my, my, my standing up gentle nudges. Um, okay. So, I mean, we've talked about uh, some challenges, some opportunities here, um, but let's, let's also talk about the benefits, um, you know, to this sort of more unified store approach uh, to, you know, to your people and your labor. Yeah, I, I think, um, First and foremost, um, we, we were talking about this as an EBITDA game and, um, you know, doing a more unified approach means more EBITDA if you do it right. And, you know, just to put it plain and simple, um, I think that um, it also means if, if you're doing it well, less turnover, more satisfied customers, uh, better execution at the store level. So, um, you know, but 
But to, to just taking a step to define what that really might be and from an upshot perspective, what, you know, a more unified approach would be is this would, in our world, mean you're, you're moving to a one app sort of strategy for technology. So you're not, you're not having 50 different apps that you're training associates on. You've got one app that can span the store, that they can train on easily, that they can get comfort with, familiarity with, that they can move from job to job or area to area with, with, with ease. Um, and you know, that, that is connected, um, that is simplifying their day. Um, and it is, you know, just making them generally smarter and helping them win. And so, you know, other, other benefits would be, you know, you know, having a single inventory across the store and a single process that allows you to do things like, for example, reduce substitutions in the store. And, um, you know, when you're doing a pick online or you're allowing, before you even get to the pick part, if you're allowing somebody to order or, or not allowing them to order things that aren't in the store um, based on, you know, real-time inventory that you're showing through your website, like, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge step forward in the efficiency that we're looking for in a more connected store. And um, you could even take that into the, you know, fresh world as well. And, you know, something that's been a challenge for, for online um, is just getting fresh items into that order. And, um, you know, that's, you know, connecting the store up, you're able to do things like that. So um, there's, I think, a tremendous amount of financial impact. Um, there's a lot that you can do from an engagement standpoint as well, though, with uh, employees and sort of uh, making the day simpler and helping them win. Great. So I'm hearing reducing friction, increasing efficiency, um, and just really overall um, sort of connecting the employees who, you know, these employees who are being asked to do more, you know, manage more areas of the store. It's really just kind of, um, I don't know, streamlining that whole process for them is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I, you said the word friction and that, that um, is it, something I had heard a retailer talk about recently is, yeah, of course, we've been talking about friction and reducing friction and sort of the, the consumer, the shopper's experience for a while. But now it's it, a lot of this language is turning towards the store associate as well and reducing that friction um, in their day. Because this all is, at the end of the day, friction, doing kitchen math, making pick paths, doing, you know, having to uh, pick up 50 different apps um, and, you know, try to be proficient in those things. Like these are all friction points that we just, we really re need to reduce to just in, in improve the employee day. Um, Seamus, finally, I feel like looking ahead, you know, we can talk all we want about tech, but it's not useful if we can't actually get employees to use that tech and understand it. Um, so give us your, just give us your kind of bullet point final takeaways, um, you know, in terms of how grocers, you know, can get, get associates to lean into and embrace technology. So I think that, um, First, it's, it's got to be um, really easy to use. Um, it needs to be, like we said, mobile, like where they are, um, available on demand. Um, and it needs to be, you know, thoughtful of, um, you know, what their pain points really are. And, um, and that's, you know, th that, takes, that takes some thinking. It takes some planning. And I, and I know you said bullet points. But I want to add that <laughs> I want to add that um, you know you know com conversations like these are 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 being had regular with like our clients and um, 
you know, it, it makes all the difference in the world if you approach it this way. Um, just had a call with Wegmans today. They were talking, they're in the process of rolling out our technology in the store. And if you approach it, th those those things like I just mentioned, those that bulleted start, if you approach it that way, you go from what typically happens is you roll this technology, everybody complains to what Wegmans is experiencing, where they're talking um, to their to the people in the store and they're begging for the technology to get rolled out faster. They're saying, I hear this is coming. I can't wait to use it. This is going to be a game changer. So it takes, it takes, you know, um, the last bullet would say that it really takes support from the top. It takes support from the leadership to plan these things out and, um, and really um, get behind what you're doing um, as well in order for this to be a success and, and technology to be adopted. Wonderful. Great. Well, Jim, you've given us so much to think about in terms of, you know, in terms of gamification, in terms of sort of this holistic, you know, store approach uh, to employees and to retention. Um, anything else you'd like to add today? No, I just appreciate you having me. And it is very nice to, to be with you today, Chloe. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your insights, uh, Seamus. And thank you all today.